0: Hey y'all, 7 Rounds in Heaven is back, we're brought to you by Sports Drink. We don't give a damn for the whole state of Michigan, the whole state of Michigan, the whole state of Michigan, we don't give a damn for the whole state of Michigan, cause we're from Ohio, O-H! It is I, Rob Paul, aka the Canadian Ambassador of American Thanksgiving. And with me as always is AJ, throw the records out the window during Rivalry Week, Marquesi. Sing a theme song if you're going to sing it all, come on. Today we're talking all the NFL draft prospects who ate their turkey, spilled their gravy, and baked their pumpkin pies during week 12 of college football. Let's hit it!
1: In the 5th, the home team, let's go 7 rounds, let's go 7 rounds together, let's go 7 rounds forever,
0: and that's a song. Today's episode of 7 Rounds in Heaven is brought to you by Sports Drink, your digital water cooler. Sports Drink is a newly created internet community that tries to find the intersection of sports and not sports. They're here to help us grow and to hate your favorite team. Rising Tide lifts all boats, so go check them out online or on social. Go to sportsdrink.org or open Instagram and type in at sportsdrink, spelled like sportsdrink without the vowels. All we ask is that you close the door behind you. We're trying not to let the funk out. Uh, a little bit of funk got out this past, uh, the past couple days, AJ. What happened, Rob? Uh we got two 2023 NFL draft declarations. Wow. I don't know what we deem a declaration anymore, to be honest, ever it's... since the the COVID year happened and eligibility yeah. is all confusing. Yeah. Um but hey. South Dakota State tight end Tucker Kraft and Texas Tech Edge Rusher Tyree Wilson. Wilson uh got hurt and he's done for the year, so he's he's just gonna start preparing for the draft. And and craft is officially declaring once uh, the FCS playoff comes to an end for the Jackrabbits.
1: Which is going to be an actual championship game, baby. Jack up.
0: Pro- probably. Probably. Um, both big, big declarations. Uh, Kraft being uh, clearly one of the five best tight ends in a good tight end class. And Tyree Wilson being a guy who kind of came into the season viewed as a potential first-round pick. Mm-hmm. And I, I think he's done nothing but confirm... Confirm that, and maybe maybe even guarantee himself a a spot in the top fifteen.
1: Yeah, no, definitely, and uh, it's gonna be interesting to see like Tucker Craft as everyone starts digging in. You know, no one's watching too much live FCS games Saturdays after Saturday. So he also got digging in. Yeah, go ahead. He also got hurt this year. He's only
0: played in three games. So, um, and, and again, because you're right, we don't really. During the season, we don't really give the same attention to the F- FCS prospects, even if they're on the same uh, level of, of prospect as uh, the FBS guys. But uh, in a deep tight end class, what's really sh- taking shape, um, he came into the year as a potentially the top tight end uh, in the class after Michael Meyer. And so um, it'll be interesting if he's still kind of in that, that top three, top 50 type pick zone.
1: Yeah, I mean I, I think he will I think he should be. I think he should be. Um in so
0: they sorry, he has played in five games this year. In those five games he's racked up two hundred and
1: thirty two yards. Not not too shabby. Um, no, definitely not. And and the Jacks are still marching on, baby. Amen. Amen. Uh
0: before we get to our week twelve Sprillos, uh AJ, your favorite time of the day? Uh, our all-star game, acceptance trackers. Let's
1: do it. It's my favorite time. I love it so much.
0: Start, starting with the offense for the senior bowl. Uh, Texas running back, Roshan Johnson. Uh, Michigan receiver, Ronnie Bell. BYU receiver, Puka Nakua. Stanford receiver, Elijah Higgins. Oregon State tight end, Luke Musgrave. And Michigan offensive lineman, Ryan Hayes. Who who you want to talk about? Let's talk
1: Roshan.
0: I'm so happy about Roshan.
1: Yeah, I think Roshan's a guy that's going to go down to Mobile and, and shoot his stock up big time. Obviously, living in Bijan's uh, shadow is is no easy task, but like, throw on the tape, that's a damn good running back.
0: I was thinking about this. Do you think he could be the Damian uh, now, Pierce? Is that what you are going to yeah, say? Yeah, and I, I don't want to say it because obviously now it's like t- Damien Pierce is taking the NFL by storm, but more so being that back in this class who was – who is in a situation where he didn't get the most touches mm-hmm. that a player of his talent would have had a different program, um, and kind of comes to Mobile, does everything pretty well, becomes kind of a draft Twitter favorite, goes in the fourth round, and, and, and is an instant impact guy. Not necessarily, again, not to the, to the heights that we've seen from Damian Pierce as a rookie, but kind of in that mold. What do you
1: think about that? Yeah, it's, it's hard to find a spot, like, in the NFL nowadays where you walk into your, the instant RB1, like like Damien Pierce had. But, no, I, I agree. I think he's definitely in that mold of, you know, uh, a tough runner. Uh, Looks look pretty good in pass protection, like, pretty well-rounded, too. Maybe he goes down to cool. Mobile and, and flashes that as well. Uh, and
0: and they've, they've done a good job kind of... Deploying him and Bijan Robinson yeah. uh, at the same time, so a lot of the time he he he's a lead blocker for Bijan. Mm-hmm. He's kind of playing uh, fullback, H back role. He's also bigger, like he's six two, two twenty. Yeah. So I think he he won. He, he's been super productive when given touches, uh, both as a pass catcher and a runner at Texas. Uh, he's a great special teams player. I think he's the best blocker among the running backs in this class, and and he's versatile. I just think he's such a. There's such a role for this type of player in the NFL. You get him with the right offensive staff, he he's going to. It, it might be a niche role, but he's going to carve out a role quickly. I'm so excited that he'll be a mobile, especially, in a. It's a deep running back class, but not necessarily a deep senior running back class.
1: Mm-hmm. No, he definitely deserves the spot, and I agree. Yeah, I think that path is uh is definitely in his future.
0: Looking at the defensive guys. Um, and we got Texas linebacker DeMarvian Overshone, Auburn linebacker Owen Papoa, Stanford corner Caillou Blue Kelly, Illinois corner Devin Witherspoon, Virginia Tech DB Shamari Connor, and Illinois safety Sidney Brown.
1: I mean, we got to celebrate the Sidney Brown one first and foremost, I think, right?
0: I, I, I think just
1: him, Devin Witherspoon, Caillou Blue Kelly, like those are three fun ones. Definitely. I mean, I think Kyu Blue Kelly of the bunch obviously has the best chance to like really elevate his stock. Ever, you know, he's already. I don't know where his stock is right now. If I'm being completely honest, because who's watching Stanford well, games? But
0: I, I I I think well, him and Witherspoon are definite day two guys. Yeah. yeah. Um, where I I think it's interesting because Witherspoon's gotten a lot of attention this year, yep. rightfully so. But you're right, where for whatever reason, Tanner McKee continues to get a lot of attention, but Kyu <laughs> Blue Kelly might not. To the extent he should,
1: yeah, and uh, you know the you know the, he's got all the traits. So going down to Mobile, I think that, like of of the group so far, he's got the best chance like to maybe make a huge leap down in uh, in Mobile.
0: I think Devin Witherspoon's a guy who who could sneak into the end of the first round Ooh, with well, a good, I, good week in Mobile. I'm,
1: I mean, I think Caillou can do it too. Um, but you know, I'm I'm very on that. Tra- I mean, I'm more of a Witherspoon fan than than Blue Kelly, but. Um, no, I like that. I mean, he had a great week this week, and I'm sure we'll mention that later. Good, uh, good way <laughs> to keep the the audience listening. Oh well, yeah, they just they move their ear on closer to their phone. They don't listen with headphones. No, I don't think anyone listens to podcasts with headphones, Rob. I actually generally don't. So, told you. Uh, anyway, <laughs> 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 he he swears
0: trying acceptances. Uh, Arizona State running back Xavier Valade, Western Kentucky defensive lineman. Oh, I you know what? I skip Michigan State punter Bryce Beringer going to oh, the Super Bowl. Disrespectful, Rob. <laughs> I'm so sorry to his family. Um, Arizona State running back Xavier <laughs> Valade, Western Kentucky defensive lineman Broderick Martin, Fair State edge rusher Caleb Murphy, Arizona State linebacker Kyle Soul, Coastal Carolina corner Lance Boykin, San Jose State corner. Nehemiah Shelton, Syracuse kicker Andre Smith, who I'm pretty sure won the Lou Groza yep. like five years ago, yep. and, and Oklahoma punter Michael
1: Turk, who's been in the NFL <laughs> draft before.
0: Those what two being it? the
1: kicker and punter, send me. Was Turk at the Senior Bowl? <laughs> no, he went early, right? It, Wait, did he's, he? the only, he's the only player to ever go undrafted and be able to go back to college. Why hasn't there been another one? Like, I love it. I mean, he's he might be my, one of my favorite players in the world, so... Um, I, I
0: think he's got some takes that you might not agree oh with. No, oh
1: no, oh no. All the all the greats kids have questionable takes takes. Um you know who's gonna get there? Oh, Sam okay. <laughs> Sam Waggles <laughs> Sam Waggles is gonna be at the Eastwood Shrine yeah, Game. Just, right now. He
0: just scored his fourth touchdown of the Maction season. Amazing.
1: Um okay, is that enough shrine game or do you got a bid here?
0: Uh I I think Xavier uh, Valaday is yeah. an underrated running back who uh We'll get some some run in the oh. NFL, especially especially if the the, the Broncos draft him because they don't have any running backs anymore.
1: <laughs> Six shot. Yeah, Marlon Mack's finally getting his proper shot. That's what I'm happy for. I'm happy for you. Thank you.
0: Uh <laughs> going to our superlatives. Thank you. S- starting with our freshmen. Um. I, I had a more low key one to start us off, and that's Baylor tight end Kelsey Johnson.
1: Oh, that's a good one. I, I got a tight I think it's, it was a good week for low key freshmen. Um, Kelsey Johnson
0: scored on a tight end sweep yeah. against TCU uh, and then caught a touchdown later and just looked like a good moving weapon for Baylor, kind of out of nowhere. A Baylor team that's kind of struggled to fine playmakers this season with Tyquan Thornton gone, Abram Smith gone. Yeah. Uh, maybe that's the future. Maybe they're going to – the offense will run through Kelsey.
1: Well, funny enough, I thought uh, the running back, Richard Reese, looked pretty interesting too. Smaller guy, 10-yard, yeah, 6 yards, touchdown. Yeah, maybe they are the future of Bears football, baby. Um, uh, Who else you got? Uh, sticking a tight end, I thought uh, Michigan's Colson Loveland looked look great against uh, Illinois. Had that big gain late to kind of keep them alive. Three catches, fifty yards total. But also just like blocking, awesome. Every time like a run would pop off, that um, it was like all behind him and like doing a nice combo. I, I thought he looked really good, and he was like the top uh, tight end prospect and um, like, like the biggest recruit ever to come out of uh, Idaho or something. So the, the guy.
0: <laughs> That's my dream. Yeah, um, a really obvious one: Ohio State running back. Yeah. uh dylan hayden who i i've talked about earlier this year when he had to come into the game for the buckeyes uh when mayan williams and, and trivion henderson were hurt he had to do it again against maryland um with mayan williams out henderson's foot acting up again and, and he literally he he kind of had to carry the load 27 carries for 146 yards and three touchdowns a guy who wasn't supposed to really have a role this year mm-hmm. because the two i mentioned and um Evan Pryor, who, who got hurt but was also a blue-chip sophomore. Um, and just kind of has some nastiness to his running style. Uh, undersized at 5'10", 195, but kind of runs bigger than that. I thought yeah. he showed a really nice blend of contact balance and, and really good toughness between the tackles. Um, there, I mean, he, there's a chance, like, you could say he he's one of the three most important guys heading into the... The Ohio State Michigan game if Trevion Henderson and Williams can't go.
1: Both teams are banged up, which sucks because it's it sucks.
0: especially at the running back position,
1: especially at that position. Yeah, like Donovan Edwards might not play. Blake Corum's obviously still up in the air, too. Yeah, so I mean, maybe be, it's gonna be like, you know, freshman on freshman at that. And they, they should both get 30 carries if, if they respect the Big Ten, either team. Uh, the, I just had those two. Who do you have? I, th- I thought Kentucky's on Brown was a star again. Uh, Tank has just 145 yards a touchdown. It's the second time I think I mentioned him this year. You know, undersized guy, but, but pretty electric. Like, he's not, I don't know, he's thin but not short. But he's got a lot of uh, electric ability in him. He's fun. Um, also, like, going back to Michigan, I thought Mason Graham, who, like, just looks like the next, like, Really, really good run plug. <laughs> like, just four tackles. The, the wrestling background I mentioned before showed up. Uh, I thought that was fun. And I'll give you two more quick ones, like low-key ones. Uh, one more I've named before, but Jalen Lucas for, for for Indiana, the tiny little back, who is, uh, had another great kick return touchdown. He's the only player in the country, I think, with uh, two or more kick return touchdowns. He's got two. Um, he's a lot of fun. I, I'm excited to see him, like, I don't know, them getting creative with him as his career goes forward. And last one. The the freshman goat. Every coach in the country should be wanting to uh, get the USF job to coach this man, Byron Brown, who popped in for for the Bulls and then uh, had a terrific game against uh, Tulsa.
0: Yeah, it's South Florida surprisingly feisty. I mean, they were. Tulsa Tulsa also not very good, but hey, that was a weird, fun Friday night. It was yeah? Byron Brown was weird and fun, and that's why he deserves a shout out. Amen. For best sophomore, I felt I felt I could only give it to one guy, and there was only one guy who really deserved this
1: spot, and it's Caleb Williams. I totally agree with you. I thought it was a short week for, for sophomores, and Williams was special.
0: Threw for 470 yards, added 33 more on the ground, three total touchdowns against UCLA, made a couple holy shit yep. throws. Yep. That, that one where he was rolling to his left and, and kind of contorted his whole body to make an insane throw on a rope uh, to the sideline. Um, He looks like a future top five pick QB one type.
1: It's hard to imagine. I mean, we're so far out, but it's hard to imagine he's not the number one pick right now.
0: There's just, it's a combination of the arm talent is super obvious, but he has like, I, I, I think, some of the most ridiculous poise to him yeah. that we've seen from a young quarterback like he is so calm under fire um he he does such a good job extending plays yeah. playing out of structure like Mahomes ask very much so and i i don't think we've seen a quarterback who's like this natural with it um since mahomes has come into the nfl yeah it's and obviously it, it's Kind of the per- perfect situation, two years with Lincoln Riley, but and, and he's got weapons. But I don't know, like coming coming off that game, the Heisman is won in the last couple of weeks of the, the college football season, and right now I, I don't I don't see how Caleb Williams isn't sitting a top ninety nine percent of b-
1: ballots. He should be, and the only reason for him not to be is East Coast bias. I think like um like. We we both know I'm the, I'm I'm a huge Buckeyes fan. I love CJ
0: Stroud, but I I just I I, I and I would have hit him slotted second, but I I just I don't. As of right now, I don't know how you'd have Stroud over Caleb Williams. Um, and the way that flips is obviously if Caleb Williams struggles against Notre Dame and CJ Stroud carves up Michigan, as we all expect. That, then, sure, but right right now, it's got to be Caleb Williams.
1: Yeah, and, and I think we could say a lot of the same things for Blake Corum if he runs for, for 350 yards against Ohio State. Like, is yeah, he I'm, not giving, I'm not giving him the husband <laughs> to a running back, thanks. Um, yeah, I don't know, man. Like, And, like, Caleb Williams, like, going back to, like, the poise, that was, like, an instant instant thing when he came in last year, replacing uh, maybe a quarterback who's going to get named later on this show. Um, like, you know what I mean? Like, it was instant, and that, the if factor oozes – yeah, uh, the, the Mahomes esque is, is definitely evident. Um, and
0: and I know I know it's always the quarterback class next year. Yeah, it is. It, it's always been that way, and even with a terrible like Kenny Pickett, M- Malik Willis, Desmond Ritter class, like I I think if you go back and you look at the receipts, like it'd be people talking about like, oh, next year Malik Willis first overall, and yeah, obviously there were there were and. And it's it's normally worse than last year in, in terms of that, that type of hype. But, like, it was like Malik Willis, Sam Howell, Matt Corral last year. Yeah. You all,
1: know? all first round picks in every mock in, in August.
0: And, and this year, the, the Bryce Young, CJ Stroud thing is real. Yes. Um. But, obviously, this quarterback class doesn't look as deep as a lot of people thought it was going to be, like, four months ago.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And, and so now we, we always like to peek ahead. And we're peeking ahead and it's 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 Caleb Williams, it's Drake May, it's Quinn Ewers. And I can't obviously we can't really speak to what that will actually look like a year from now, but it, again, you're right, it's hard to imagine Caleb Williams not being that first overall franchise quarterback, especially when you talk about physical tools, production, yeah. and he just has the demeanor.
1: He is the franchise
0: quarterback demeanor. He definitely does. And I think we learned this week with Zach Wilson. That's actually a really important thing. It, yeah, it is. Oh, Zach Wilson killing his career with one word. Um, and, and I mean even even when they asked Caleb Williams after the game <laughs> about the Heisman, like he, he didn't didn't have a didn't want to talk about it because it's not about that to him. And yeah, I don't know. He's just a really fun football player, and I w- I wish. He, he was appreciated more because it feels like he is kind of
1: underappreciated. It's East Coast bias. You know it. What else is new? Um, um It might take them games to the playoffs for, for people to... Like, I'm, I'm sure the hype is going to build in the summer. You know, like that, that... Next year, I'm not worried. But right now, I, I don't disagree with you. But it's going to be fun if, if they do make the playoffs seeing what uh, him and Addison can kind of single-handedly do for the Trojans. And in...
0: Mario Williams, I think, is a guy who, because because Caleb Williams is getting all, mm-hmm. all the attention when we talk USC, like, Mario Williams looks like he might be that dude next year mm-hmm. in the receiver class as well. Obviously, Marvin Harrison's going to be that number one dude, but um, Mario Williams looks special as well. Anyway, let's get to Weekday Warrior, where I'm going to give you a pair of G5 running backs from schools who start with T and that's Tulane's Tajay Spears and Tulsa's uh generic Prince. It's
1: probably the correct answer. I have them else. I put them for uh or I put Spears for small school guy and I just put Prince shooting up the board.
0: Okay, okay.
1: So Spears
0: is a guy we've we've talked about a bit before on here. Yeah. Um I think I talked about him when Tulane beat Houston in like double overtime or whatever. Uh and, and we talked about him uh heading into that UCF game. He is just – he's hes not like a bell cow or anything. He's not a top 50 pick or anything. He is that kind of late day three running back who's got some juice to mm-hmm. him, who's got the natural pass catching ability, who I just think fits that satellite back role of every NFL team wants. He ran for 121 and two scores against SMU. Caught a five-year touchdown on uh, – what was that? Thursday night. Yeah. He's just a very dynamic space player.
1: He is. Uh, Spears is a really, really good player. It almost feels like he'll be, like... Like, I know I know, it hasn't really worked out, but, like, in the pre-draft process, like, Tyler Beatty was kind of, like, his mold. Like, you know, you're going to get him later in the draft and he can do a lot of things yeah. for you. And it, I wasn't really happy with the landing spot for, for Beatty. <laughs> it didn't work out. But I think I think he's going to be the similar mold for that this year.
0: And, and with Prince, a very different yeah type of player a guy who was at texas a&m who didn't really get on the field there transferred to tulsa flashed for two years but was never kind of the primary Mm. guy for whatever reason um and and there was a lot of love for him over the summer as a guy who could rise up the boards kind of didn't they didn't play him until october uh and then he he went off against tulsa had a couple middling games, and then went off against South Florida on Friday night. Ran for two twenty two. He had that sixty six yarder to kind of really get him going. He's a, a kind of a, a long strider, but a physical back, solid pass catcher too. Um, he he's a day three back, I think he he could be up the, at, at the East West Shrine Game and really make some make some uh, fans.
1: Yeah, I think he's gonna be like a you know later pick, but like get involved, you know, because like the the rugged running style is very interesting. Like he mm-hmm. he reminds me of like a runaway ATV, and like everyone trying to catch, which I is like, like the salesman trying to like it's, it's just not gonna happen. Like once he gets into the open field, he's tough to bring down. Um. Yeah. So I the, the, uh, I I'm excited to
0: really get into this running back class. Yeah. Uh, just because yeah, there's a lot of a lot of
1: top end talent, but there's there's a lot of fun guys like both these two. I got a lot of guys like in that position shooting up the board too. It's it feels like every week there's a lot of guys and we haven't even talked about Bijan as much as we could have this year too, you know? Nope. And he carried the load against Kansas. He did, he did. My weekday Warriors also a G five running back. Um and he's he's if if <laughs> if Prince is the A T V, he's the snowmobile. And Sean Tyler, who that that snow did not phase him. Didn't phase him, uh pound of the rock for a win for Western Michigan. 177 yards on 26 carries. He, he, it was shady-esque, I'll say it. Had a touchdown, too. Was, like, the only person – like it, the it, it his cut's unfazed by the snow. I loved it. When I think weekday warrior, I got to go Maction. And if I see a snow Maction game, I got to give it to the best player in that game. So, Sean Tyler. I, got, I got some
0: Maction guys, but I saved them for small school because there's nothing smaller to me than the Mac. Ooh. Because it it's it's small in stature, but makes up with it with the biggest heart of all the conferences. You're right. It just means more. It just means more. Um, going to best prospects, I thought normally, at least for the, one of the two offense defense, there's like a, one of the premier premier guys who I, I end up with. I kind of went a different route. Not not to say, but like both these guys I went with could end up in the first round. Should end up. One of them will end up in the first round. The other could. But they're they're not that like Jalen Carter, C.J. Strab, Bryce Young, Will Anderson, kind of prospect. They're they're I don't know. I'm just rambling now, so I'm just gonna get into it. <laughs> I didn't think it was but an obvious week. If that's what you're trying to say, I, that's what I'm trying to say. Yeah. And my best offensive prospect, I, I give it to USC's
1: Jordan Addison. I also did as well, but I wanted to give it to Spencer Rattler. <laughs> I respect that. <laughs> um, a-
0: Addison, who had been banged up. Yeah. This was, uh, he came back against Colorado, but limited reps. Uh, and, and they kind of just threw him, truly threw him back in the shootout against UCLA. 11 catches, 178 yards. And that touchdown where they lined him up in the backfield. And, like, U- UCLA just didn't know how to, <laughs> to deal with him running a vertical from the backfield. Um, but it, it is. As much as people are going to talk about his, his kind of lack of weight, uh, being a, a in that Devonta Smith kind of body type, six foot 175, his suddenness, yeah. his ability to hit that top speed. Like, I don't think he's a sub 4 4 guy, but his ability to be running 4 4 at all times yeah. is so big. Um, his change of direction skills are ridiculous. He is. He's kind of Olave-esque to me in that he's going to be that instant impact, like, seem like a 10-year pro the second he hits the NFL because he's such an efficient route runner. uh, Such an explosive player, both vertically and and, uh, horizontally.
1: Yeah, just, like, uh, such a good feel for getting open, too. And, like you said, clean route runner. And then, like, he's explosive, but he's also smooth. And I know those are kind of just jargony words, but... Watch him. He's explosive, but also I think it's just the smoothness goes to his ability to be fast as hell through his entire route, and um, and you add that suddenness and and multiple chunk plays in this game. It wasn't just you know the one big touchdown. Um, just his his. I thought like you know just him being so dynamic in um, in a big old shootout coming off the injury. I think he just he just deserved it.
0: Yeah, he he just he. He's got the dynamic ability to kind of take the top of the defense, as we saw on yeah. that that touchdown. But he's also that efficient red runner who can just be the chain mover when you need that.
1: Definitely, yeah. I, I like that Olave uh, comparison, like to Thank to you. just how he's gonna you know translate to the league.
0: Yeah, um, going to best defensive prospect. I went to the Big Ten.
1: I went to Illinois corner, Devin Witherspoon. It's a good, it's a good choice. I kind of debated between three corners. Um, and, and the other two ended up with my top shooting up the board. So Witherspoon. Now I think, I think my, 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 my hesitancy was that he did have the pass interference that probably cost him the game. But other than that, he was great. Like he was Bad physical. Call, as f- I don't think it was, but I'm a homer. Um, he yeah. <laughs> it, was, it was pass interference. Um, but the physicality, man, was so I, much I, fun. I,
0: I just can't get over how how physical he yeah, is. The, the, like the he had that one that one tackle in the open field, where it was just a perfect form tackle. Yeah. Um, and, and then like two plays later, he lights up the running back in the backfield. Yeah,
1: I had a tackle and a half, uh, a TFL and a half, and yeah, those were just those were just like mammoth hits when when like. You know, Illinois was seizing momentum. If you believe in that kind of thing, and I do, and I do, Rob. I think Witherspoon just flipped it huge, and, and you know, it just it just laps late because of that dumb punt decision by Bielema. But Witherspoon's a, Witherspoon's awesome, and yeah, it's just like that team that values that more. You know, physical presence uh, at corner is is gonna is gonna. I think that team's gonna fall in love with him. And it's not just that too. It, he can he can legit cover. It's not like we're just saying he's you know some, yeah some uh, downhill I, I, thumper I, I, dude.
0: Exactly. I was gonna, I was gonna say he also broke up uh, a couple passes. Yep. Um He's he's a good press man corner. Like he uses his length well. He's not the heaviest guy, but he uses his length well. That physicality yeah. translates to his press technique. Um, he he does a really good job disrupting the catch point on that that the one play the the play action where JJ McCarthy's rolling to his right and I forget who he's throwing to, but Witherspoon was all over the receiver. You could say he kind of got there slightly early, but he that's just kind of his game. Yeah. Um, he's just very handsy. He's very sticky, and it can come to bite him like on the, the PI for sure, but I don't know. The, I, I just feel like he's going to go to Mobile and just manhandle some of these receivers, especially given what that receiver group
1: might look like. Yeah, I I think that makes a lot of sense, especially like, it feels like there's a lot of, like, kind of leaner receivers so far, too. I, well, minus one, but yeah. No, I, I, I like that take. Um, I stuck at corner. I went out west. I gave it to Clark Phillips, who I, I just kind of felt like he gave up nothing against the Ducks. Um, Great interception. And then had that awesome interception. Just, like, the click and close kept the Utes alive. And then he got caught just by the shoestrain. Like, if he if he didn't get caught, that would have been six and the win for Utah and I feel like he would have locked up defense player of the week. But um, I was debating between him and two other corners. But, no, i give it to Phillips. I thought just the other two, you know, Witherspoon had the had the, had the, had the give up the P.I. And, and Phillips just didn't give up nothing, I thought. And uh, the Oregon I, passing I also, game was pretty, like, inept. Yeah, go ahead.
0: I also wanted to give Devin Witherspoon his flowers because we haven't yeah. talked about him a lot. No, I don't watch definitely. a lot of Illinois football. Well, that's your fault. And we've talked about Clark Phillips. Uh, But Phillips also earlier in the game on, they they tried to run that slant right in front of his face on third down. Yeah. And again, you saw that kind of the patient, the patient feet, the good use of hands to to get body position and the ability to work around a receiver and disrupt the catch point, despite being not the biggest corner in the world.
1: That's what he's so fucking good at. You know, it's so, I love this corner class. I think it is really, it's really good. It's really good. And, if you're ready to jump, my my top shooting up the board is a corner. Go ahead. I don't know if you're ready to make that leap. Um, I also have him in my position for my my you know prospect for prospect matchup, but I don't care. He deserves it. Uh, South Carolina's Cam Smith.
0: Yeah, I got him. I got him for shooting up the board as well. Yeah. And and another in that same realm as Devin Witherspoon, a corner who's been good, who we like a lot. We just haven't really talked about him much because he's yeah. Even more so
1: with South Carolina, we don't watch a lot of South Carolina. Football. No, and I don't blame you for that one. Um, yeah, just just man, he was like like in Witherspoon too. Just so physical, not not to the same extent with the you know laying out running backs, but just I thought the physicality through the entire route, through the entire game uh, looked rock solid in coverage. gave up a little stu- a little bit, and we'll talk about that when we get to prospect matchup. But uh, but the, the ability to come downhill, that one play that you can see on uh, on the running back, yeah, seven rounds and a half in heaven. Twitter, we're like. He was breaking on the ball before it left the, left uh, Hooker's hand. Like that was, uh, you just cut the running back, yeah,
0: like, right behind the ice cream. Yeah, I
1: thought like I you you could see him coming and like oh if that hangs a second that's an interception that picks six maybe, um, but yeah it got got there an instant tackle just I thought he was like I thought Jalen Hyatt just got I guess I was going to talk about this later but fuck it Jalen Hyatt I thought he just got owned by Cam Smith's physicality
0: yep yep and
1: and, and I
0: think funnily, like Witherspoon. Kind of a longer, leaner, yeah. but really physical corner. Um, and, and you're right. He Jalen Hyatt didn't really do anything Jalen Hyatt n- normally does because Cam
1: Smith just kind of ma- manhandled him at the lot of scrimmage. Totally, he got him on, that, on like one crosser, but then yeah, Smith just kicked his ass a the line of scrimmage. Uh, had one drop with, with Smith on his on his ass, and like you just you know he felt him. Uh, yeah, six catches, sixty five yards. And on the flip side, Tillman, when they were one on one, that was a fun matchup. Cedric Tillman was probably the best, uh, best vol in this game, and and most of his most of his stats didn't come on uh, on on uh, Smith, but he had the one, the the late touchdown where he had the, just on the fade in the in the red zone. But yeah, um, Some, something else with Cam
0: Smith too is like we don't see a lot of corners. Bounce from inside
1: to outside. Yeah. Like he 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 was playing inside over on, on height yeah. in the slot. And that's like I don't know. Like I think that's gonna be the matchup when you throw back on the tape. It's like, holy fuck, his, you know, for a physical corner to cover a guy with this this type of elite speed, that's I think this is gonna be a fun, fun tape to break down uh coming draft season. Hell of a game. Agreed. Hell of a game.
0: Um sticking on the defensive side of the ball for shooting up the board and and in the secondary, I'm gonna go with uh one of Ohio State's kind of un, mm-hmm. un, unsung heroes this year is Lathan Ransom. Who the defense has been better under Jim Knowles. Yep. It's still got its warts, especially in the secondary, uh, particularly at corner. But Lathan Ransom, who broke his leg in the Rose Bowl last year, right, has been incredible all all year. He's just been like quiet a quiet strong presence on the back end, um, and. He kind of put it all together the last two weeks. He was great against Indiana. And then this week against Maryland when they needed it most. He had a sequence of
1: uh, a TFL, a PBU on third down, and then blocking a punt. Yeah, that's a, that's a dominant stretch. I was always like an unsung Ohio State player always blocking punts, you know? But, yeah, no, Ransom was awesome.
0: And... He's a guy who I don't know if you remember this AJ over the summer when we we're we we're doing the Big Ten show where we we we're interested in Josh Proctor a little mm-hmm. bit, and, and and Lathan Ransom has basically t- played over him the whole year. Um, they, they they haven't played nearly with Knowles in charge. They don't play nearly as much single high, but like Ransom's the guy on the back end. When they do that, they bring him down to the box a lot too. Um, he is just a very well-rounded safety both in terms of physicality instincts and ranging and coverage uh, I, I think as we dig in he's going to be a safety a lot of people really really like
1: yeah no I think so too and yeah like you said just that that first you know that, that individual stretch was amazing and yeah he's stacking games together now um, and you'll have to have a game in the game that's that's gonna be a fun one um, like just seeing like how he matches up but like hopefully schoolmaker comes back and he sees him one-on-one uh, that will be a lot of fun Um, So, yeah, go ahead. I I just want to add, I think
0: over the last two weeks now, uh, Ransom has blocked two punts, has uh, two and a half TFLs and like 16 tackles
1: and two PBUs. That's a great great stretch. Um, Speaking of a really great stretch for Ohio State, when we're here, I think throwing Zach Harrison into this mix. Yep,
0: I put him here as well.
1: It's very, very deserving. Um, I had two sacks at the end of the game there, a couple TFLs. Uh, actually, you know, out on the edge, too, beating Jalen Duncan, who I prefer sliding down the board for this mm-hmm, performance. Mm-hmm. Um, if you want to mix that in here. No, I, Harrison is, like, you know, he's been a polarizing prospect, I guess, at times. Um, but he's he's turned it on, man. And I think he's really showing what he can add and, and, like, add as an NFL player and his role. and But just winning straight up on the outside against a uh, a guy who was a potential first-round pick at tackle. Um, for a lot of the season, that's that's saying a lot, you know. And and just you go ahead, He's, Harrison's your 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 guy. Go ahead. No, don't put it on me.
0: Uh, <laughs> when he gets overdrafted, um, no, his on, on those final final two yeah. reps of the game, like you just saw how big a difference his length can can make against, against even the most of athletic tackles in, yeah. in a Jalen Duncan. Uh, he, I think you've seen him use his hands a lot better kind of rely on that length a lot more, show some some power as well with that, like his long arm move. um, He, especially with his ability to kick inside, this which you've seen more of with Jim Knowles in charge, he's going to be interesting because I don't think he is that first round guy. Some people have talked about him as. But like late day two, yeah, I can see that given his size athleticism – and versatility.
1: Yeah, he'll be a day two pick. I, I definitely think so. I wonder if like his you know, him him playing inside more has kind of just helped his hands develop, you know, when you gotta like just kinda of battle a little bit more with with your hands inside. No, I don't know. He's he's been he's been very, very, very good for the Buckeyes. Um Going back to Illinois, I, I we got Cindy Brown credit, how about his twin, Chase Brown, who I thought was uh was a dog against Michigan. Uh twenty nine carries, a buck forty, two touchdowns. Had that awesome, uh, well, it was nice, game-tying touchdown run, just nice contact balance, finding his way through the dirt. And then um, then the big rushing touchdown to take the lead, and I'm like, oh, no, they just blew it against Illinois. Uh, luckily, again, Bilma has kind of fucked up the situation, but Chase Brown was great, and, and he's been fantastic all year long. Yeah,
0: he, again, the the I want to see where the senior running backs end up because I've got a senior running back here as well. Um it, I think Chase Brown's going to be at the Senior Bowl given yeah. that Sidney Brown is and, and two other Illinois DBs are, but yeah. um, his athleticism and his kind of toughness I think are going to be two huge selling points, I I think as an early day three type of player, I agreed.
1: yeah, I think I like him there too and,
0: and a guy similar realm, George's Kenny McIntosh that's my next guy too, yeah they, the Bulldogs haven't really had the lean on him, they haven't Uh, they haven't really been in a spot where they've really had to lean on anyone just because they get up by so much. Kentucky's pass defense is stingy. Stetson Bennett's not the best. Stetson Bennett was struggling. So they just leaned on Kenny McIntosh to kind of um, grind this one out. And he had his first 100-yard rushing performance of the year, 143 yards on 19 carries. And he's just got – he's very similar, I think, to James Cook last year. In, in that he's this kind of leaner build-at running back, this natural pass catcher, but his kind of open field athleticism allows him to just kind of get get upfield in a hurry while making defenders miss in space. Um, he He's, to me, like that kind of premier satellite back type.
1: Yeah, and I mean, and he can do it a bit in between the tackles too, like it's... Yeah, you know, he's not just like this off tackle guy. I don't think. Um, no, McIntosh was great, and yeah, like you said, kind of just had to lean on him, um, and he showed up. Um, I'll give you, I'll give you kind of another. I a guy I think is kind of un- underappreciated. Um, Oklahoma State's Jason Taylor, the safety. I like Oklahoma State just just sleepwalked into the Bedlam game, but uh, he didn't. I thought he was really good, and he's he's been stacking really good performances together. Um, Eleven tackles and a pick. Um, He's kind of like I like him as like that solid mid-ish day three safety that like can come in and be your third safety and hang around. I I don't know. I, I again I haven't dug in too deep, but every time I watch the the the, the pokes, he's he's just been like solid. And again, which is a lot. Which I watch every week, every week. I got season tickets in Stillwater, um, but no. Every time he play, he, he's showing up. I like Jason Taylor the second.
0: My final guy is gonna be uh, a guy who I had down last week is yeah. is. L- Laetit Latu, yep. the UCLA edge rusher, who I know UCLA gave up 48 points to USC, and I know their defense didn't play well, but he individually played well. He, he definitely did. He was he was pushing that USC offensive line around. Um, he had the one sack where he lined up over the right tackle and just walked him back into Caleb Williams, and Caleb Williams is an easy man to sack. Yep. Um, he had the, the other one where I, th- I think he got credit for a half sack, where... Uh, he be, he beat the the Chargers left tackle with that uh, the swipe move yep. and in kind of forced Kale Williams up into the interior pass rush. Um, he is a long, athletic, and l- uh, well understanding guy on how to use his hands as a pass rusher. Yeah, um, it, obviously the medicals are the big thing with him because he had to medically retire. Initially, when he was at University of Washington, before he got cleared. But he has the physical makeup and production and tape of a, a top 60 pick.
1: He does, yeah. And, and both of those sacks came in big spots, too, which I... I don't know. I always love it of a pass rusher, too. There's nothing like, you know, that third down, just go get the quarterback sack. And, and the first one was like, you know, that sorry, the swipe was to... um to hold them to three points. And then the other one was uh, a third down play. And it was more of like, it was a bit of a coverage stack, but like, like you said, Latu made a great play on it too. No, Latu's fun. And yeah, I, I like, I agree with you. Like he was kind of down, but this was a big performance for a team, a defense that didn't play well. Um, I'll throw one more because I think it would be remiss not to mention Jaheem's Bell's performance. <laughs> the, 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 the tight end running back goat for the Gamecocks, 82 yards on the ground, but also a couple of receiving touchdowns too. That that Gamecocks offense was, like, positionless. It was positionless basketball on, on grass. It was fun. Um, but, yeah, Bell Bell's, like, Bell's such a fun player. And uh, seeing where he ends up is going to be really interesting.
0: Yeah, a couple other South Carolina guys stood out, too. Yeah. Uh, I'll mention one later. Me too. Um too. I'll mention two it makes you wonder. It makes you wonder why, because clearly they have, whether they're draftable guys or not, there's a handful of guys on that offense who look like NFL rosterable players. Yeah. It makes you wonder, like, what has this offense been doing it, all year? I know a lot of South Carolina fans wanted Marcus Satterfield fired earlier in the year. And it, it it feels understandable given the overall talent they seem to have there. Yeah. And,
1: I mean, even watching this game, they got so goofy. But when it works, it works. Maybe Jaheim Bell should have been playing running back all year. Yeah. Maybe. Um,
0: On a... a, a more negative note going to sliding down the board let's start with Jalen duncan Mm -hmm. who you already touched on he had a tough performance against ohio state um just kind of a super athletic and well-built tackle but technically sound may not be the first two words that come to your mind when you think about him and I, i think you saw that in this game he was a little lungy um he, I, I feel like he was overzealous at times trying to attack Zach Harrison. He got called for a and hold. That, yeah, and and like the the Zach Harrison strip sack, it was a, a just a push pull and just like kind of owned him. Yeah. Um. He he needs to get better at kind of placing his hands, fighting pass rushers who use their hands well. Because I I think the thing is like he handles power well because he can anchor down. He he handles speed well because he's a super great athlete. But it's more of those technician guys who can get the best of them—the the long yeah. and
1: heavy-handed guys. Good thing there's not a lot of those guys in the NFL. Um, no, amen. I'm, definitely, I, he was my top guy. Um, I think he was like the only like really like clear guy. That, like, oh, you really need a better game. Um, you know what else I'm gonna put though? It wasn't like particularly bad, but uh, I thought Mazzy Smith just didn't like. Hey, that's my number two. He didn't like step up. Didn't step up, and when he has stepped up this this year. It hasn't been consistent. Uh, five tackles on the inside there. Had a couple good run stops, but, like, I don't know. When you're, when Brown is running all that, I, I put a lot of that on Mazzie Smith. Um, yeah, well, especially when, like, and there's been a lot of talk about it leading up to the game,
0: but, like, Michigan always – when Michigan's at its best, Michigan has a star defensive lineman, and Mazzie Smith's kind of had to be that guy this year, but he, he hasn't I, – I, I really like him, but I, he's not – the game record that not. Aiden Hutchinson and David Ajabo are, no. and that's obviously a high standard. But at the same time, he disappears for stretches. Um,
1: and I, yeah, I thought the Illinois offensive line did a really good job on him. They did. I mean, it feels like it, you know, just double him, and uh, you can do a lot of damage on the tier. But like again, Graham's coming along great as a as a as a run stopper, and like they were missing Mike Morris, who I think has been the best defensive lineman on this team this year. Um, and I'm gonna go
0: with another guy who I don't think played particularly poorly, but it was just like a underwhelming game, I guess. And that's TCU's Quentin Johnston, who yeah. he left injured. Uh, he had that big play early where everyone quote tweeted us and was like, This is Julio Jones, this is Julio Jones. Um, he finished with just 48 yards, had a drop, got injured. Yeah, the drop was really bad, too. The drop was really bad. I, I think that's kind of been the thing with him, too, and we talked about that over the summer, is he'll make the tough catches look easy, but he'll struggle with the the easier catches yeah. at
1: times. Just pure concentrate. Like, got caught looking, and yeah.
0: He is... I We love Quentin Jones. Oh, yeah, absolutely. He, he is a high-weight-speed freak. He is terrifying. Um, He has a rare ability to, I think, change directions for a big man. Yep. But I also think because of the Terry went on, uh, he's kind of being crowned as this like tier one type of wide receiver prospect. And I just think he's the best receiver in a weaker class. Yeah, like I think he's more of like a mid first round guy. I I've been seeing him go like top ten in, yeah. in mocks and yeah. stuff, and that feels a little rich given the 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 trench talent in this upcoming class too. I agree with you. Um, yeah. And I also think in this game, like, we didn't see him breaking tackles the way we'd seen him uh, do in, in previous games. Uh, like, they they run screens to him, and he breaks seven tackles. And he was just kind of going down on first contact. Not, not to, like, I'm not crushing him or anything. It was just a bit underwhelming.
1: Yeah, like, like Johnson's been my wide receiver one from the get-go. I, I said he's going to be the first receiver taken since the summer. And I am a little weary of that top ten stuff, too. Not saying he, he's not, like not saying he's not deserving of it. I just think, like, yeah, it's it's him getting kind of pushed up a little bit right now because the rest of the group hasn't been super uh, superstar. And I, I still think it comes back to this, like, how hyped up this class was, you know, like, like you know how we talked about earlier how the next year quarterback's always better? It was this, but for receivers and, like, everyone saying that this is a special class. And I think that people just still want to be on that train. And i um, not saying Johnson's not going to be a top 15-20 pick, but top top 10 five territories is too much um yeah um, along the same lines I think just wanted to talk about uh, Hendon hooker obviously towards ACL and that sucks sucks, sucks so much um, it wasn't a fantastic ball game either but wh- what do you think realistically this this wh- how does this end up with his stock <laughs>
0: um, I, I think it depends because I I maybe don't grasp what the NFL believes of Tanner McKee right now. <laughs> uh, right? Because, like, to me, to me, the first three quarterbacks off the board, whether it should be this way or not, like, like Will Levis is going to be the third quarterback off the board with Stroud and Young. Where, where
1: do you think Levis is going to go right now? Like, I just want to...
0: He's going top ten. I'm certain.
1: Yeah, he's just too big and white. And So, I, th-
0: I think those three are going to go top ten. But after that, to me, it, it's really so up in the air because you're looking at... Tanner McKee, who I just I don't get it, uh, but you're seeing it everywhere. Uh, Anthony Richardson, if he declares, who's got all the physical tools, yep. but he's so far away. Hendon Hooker, who's got the physical tools, but he's coming from this weird offense. He's a little older. He's so I I, I to me those are like the three guys you're looking at after the first three.
1: Yeah, no, I, and I, I
0: I I don't I don't know I like Hendon Hooker probably goes in the. Th- mid to late third round Dep- I don't know how much the ACL really will end up impacting that but yeah
1: yeah I, I don't disagree like I don't think he needed a big senior ball or anything like that to help him I, and I can see him being a guy that's that's there doing the interviews and that's going to be what makes him his money you know what I mean um, yeah I don't know I I don't know if it's going to end up hurting him I kind of I kind of think I agree with you third round type of dude um, but yeah, uh, it's gonna be fun. And I, what a season! It sucks it ended this way.
0: Uh, picking up the pace a little now. We already talked about Jalen Hyatt a little bit. Do you have anything else to add on him? No, I, I think we did it pretty thoroughly. Um, I also put Tavian Thomas, who just looked yeah. like he was not breaking any tackles against Oregon. Yep. just a big back who I don't, I, I didn't see it in the summer, and I, I didn't see it against the Ducks. Just. Not a
1: ton of athleticism there. Not breaking on tackles. Agreed. Um, I have a couple other guys, but like, <laughs> I don't really need to converse about them if you want to move on. Do you? you fire them off? Uh, I thought Bo Nix wasn't very good. I know, like, I don't know where the fuck this. is. Still, on one leg. I don't care. It's still, I got, the stock is weird too. I don't know about that one. And like, just to throw it out there, Spencer Sanders just was terrible. <laughs> kind of like, not saying it was anything special, but he just brute But brewed it, yeah. You know what Spencer
0: was good? Spencer Rattler, and that's my out-of-nowhere <laughs> prospect because we, we all said this guy ain't it. Well, guess what? 30 of 37 for 438 yards and six touchdowns against the number five Tennessee Volunteers. 60 burger to potential playoff team.
1: I put him for make me look stupid. Um, I wanted to put him for office player of the week. Um, what, a, what a ball game, man. Like you, you saw all of the Oklahoma, this is the first World pick, Spencer Rattler stuff. It was great. Now the the most Spencer
0: Rattler thing would be to instead of building on this, coming back next year uh, and kind of reinvigorating your stock, is to declare just based off this game.
1: I feel like I don't want to put this on him at all, but I feel like he's gonna go in be brutal against Clemson. Like I just, it's just it's gonna happen. It's gonna happen. He but hey,
0: the the arm is there. The arm's always been there. It is, and you saw it. And when he's on, it's maybe. it's. Pretty impressive. It definitely is. Um so yeah, he'll probably struggle against Clemson, they'll lose, and then he'll declare.
1: Um Spencer Rattler should be just should have been watching the Grey Cup. Because Swag Kelly's career
0: Yeah, that's the blueprint. That's
1: the blueprint right there. <laughs> um my out of nowhere prospect, again, here's my prospect maybe made me look stupid, but my out of nowhere uh well. the, the U C L A tight end, Michael Azeki, six five, two fifty two, three touchdowns and just four catches, forty four yards. He just wouldn't stop scoring um, I was looking at his stats. Had three touchdowns prior to this season, the total. Had, had zero touchdowns uh, this year prior to last week. Had one last week, three this week. Um, so like, really out of nowhere. Redshirt Senior, I, like, I, I didn't – he didn't look like anything special, but, like, looks like he's got some athleticism. He was finishing. He can catch. They went to him in a big spot. He's kind of like a out of nowhere kind of guy to watch.
0: My prospect of made me look stupid is a guy who – I, I watched earlier in the year and I'd seen the hype, and I was like, eh, I don't know. And then I thought he was really good against Michigan. That's Jerzon Newton. Yeah. The Illinois defensive lineman. He, uh, five tackles at TFL, at PBU. He recovered that fumble. Yep. I thought he looked really good against the run, but, like, the athleticism stood out as a pass rusher, too. Yep. Um, he, he's a guy who's really shooting off the board. He was really
1: good. No, that's, that's a, that's a good one. Um, Moving to prospect versus prospect, I, I put Smith versus Tillman and Hyatt. We've already talked about it quite a bit. I mean, Tillman was a, was the best volunteer I thought, and like I said, Muslim not mostly coming against Cam Smith. Did have the one mm-hmm. the one fade touchdown, but yeah, Smith just bullied Hyatt, and it was a lot of fun to watch.
0: Yeah, I I put just both the trenches, both sides of the ball, Michigan and Illinois. It was fun. Yeah, it definitely was. I, I like because I thought that Illinois offensive line, like both teams. Offensive line and defensive line, like I thought, they both like played pretty solid games, and it was just kind of best on best. They're both built that way.
1: That's the Big Ten. Uh, there was baby.
0: a lot of a lot of NFL players on both of those lines, so that's good. It, cool. it was a fun one. Um, for outplay the box score, I went with Oregon's Brendan Dorless, who I was actually s- surprised at the lack of stats. Uh, three tackles, a half a TFL in a hurry against Utah. I mean, DJ Johnson just shut down the Utah offense. Like they could not run the ball. Um, I think Braden Daniels, my guy, left tackle for the youth, some issues. Uh, Doris just is a very useful football player who can kind of play all. They're playing him a lot of edge in this game, mm-hmm. which I thought was really interesting. But uh, obviously, a guy who who can kick inside, be a five tech, three tech. Um, he kind of screams. Bill Bellachecki to me yeah. just with the the versatility on that front and and the willingness to do whatever
1: you ask. I feel like they got to be like the most underrated like defensive line duo in the in the in the college. Yeah,
0: hey, it, you know who else was kind of sticking out on that? Casey Rogers mm. who's a 6'5 298 pounds Nebraska transfer who like wasn't doing anything dynamic just really technically sound run defender I like that Oregon defense
1: it's good yeah it is good um how'd you think Sewell looked I didn't know we didn't put him anywhere but
0: oh this was his best game I've seen him play this year yeah I thought he
1: was way better than than usual agreed uh my up play the box score is one of my guys I think Siaki Ika a lot of people's guys but yeah just just that big old loan in the middle baby uh just three three um assisted tackles a solo one I had a hurry we put a nice hit on Duggan after like just walking through a double team I love that uh, was getting some pressure um but yeah like, like miller only had 41 yards on the ground the 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 frogs like offensive um rushing attack was was shut down and um like and they've been really really dynamic of course duggan was the leading rusher this week which is you know just scrambles uh but yeah just you know just having that load in the middle man that's just part of shutting this big big thing down and uh i love you guys so much fun i i hope he lands in a spot that's gonna you know let him shine yeah, I mean, hey, we we're uh, seeing an increased need
0: for his type. Absolutely, of, uh, it's back, baby. Interior defensive lineman, it's back. Yeah. Football's back. Football's back. Real football, big <laughs> time football. Uh, prospect who's being overhyped. This is where you put
1: Will Levis every time. I didn't. I put. Um, I wanted. I wanted like to talk a little bit about Rasheed Rice, who didn't impress. Rasheed Rice? Rice. Yeah, Rasheed Rice. My guy. Yeah, he didn't play his best. Game. He didn't play his best game and that's kind of why I wanted to put him here. But I still think he's a little a little overhyped. It feels like people are just throwing him into like I think I saw him in, a, in the end of a first round of a mock. Oh. Yeah, I'm, I'm I don't think I'm lying. I'm pretty sure I saw that. Um but yeah, like 641 yards. I just didn't think he looked that good. I don't know. I just I'm not saying like he's a bad player in the least. Like I like Rasheed Rice. I just think that there's a little a little bit of a weird amount of hype for him at times. Okay. Okay. It is the season. Yeah, it is. I did put Will Levis here. <laughs> Dude, you tweeted out with that great throw he had, so...
0: Yeah, and then someone tweeted at me, tweet the interception. we, no, we, already, we already had. had.
1: Yeah, shut up. Um, <laughs> Twitter's the worst. The interception
0: was bad. He tried, tried to... Uh, someone
1: else was like... Someone else tweeted at us and was like, he's trying to hit the honey hole. No shit, and he didn't. I think it's because I said, I don't know what he was thinking here. I still do. Well, yeah, but that's... <laughs> yeah. You still don't, like... Sure, he's trying to hit the honey hole, but. Aren't we always trying he, to hit the
0: honey hole? <laughs> he, he didn't. He threw it. Like, he threw it so poorly that Keely Ringo yeah. actually had to, like, adjust <laughs> to
1: it. He stopped, I think. Yeah, I think his feet were planted when he caught that ball.
0: That, that is, like, that's the story of Will Levis. He made that incredible back shoulder throw from the end zone earlier, and then he makes this horrible pick in the red zone. <laughs> and I know
1: it's, it's Georgia. Like, I'm not saying, like, you know, he should show up big, but. This game was winnable for for Kentucky. And again, he and didn't it, show up. I
0: also want to continue to point to the fact that in the first half, Chris Rodriguez had more runs than Will Levis had throws. Yeah. And I know they have a lot of young playmakers around Levis, and a bad offensive line, and you, Josh Allen, lack of talent. But I don't know. It, it just always makes me wonder. Same with Matt Corral last year. It makes me wonder when the coach doesn't seem to trust... Will Levis as much as the draft
1: media does. Definitely. I mean, look, you already said he's going to be a top 10 lock. I think we're going to pan. He's my QB1. He's your <laughs> QB1. I think we're going to pan that pretty widely. Um, I don't know. But, I mean, let me just say, on Brown is better than Tanner Gentry all right, people? Like, like, It's not like he's... I don't know. Like I the is tough. I'm not saying it's like, you know, he's not he's not he's not walking around at Idaho State, but like yeah, I don't know.
0: Will Levis's QB ratings actually higher this year than last year, so <laughs> he's getting better. <laughs> um Transfer who popped on the scene, I alluded to it earlier. I'm going with Antoine Wells, Juice the baby. receiver yeah. who transferred from James Madison, where he's a record setting receiver. Uh eleven catches, 177 yards. And a three-yard touchdown run against Tennessee. He, I
1: talked about him earlier in the year. I like him a lot. He's good. He's good. And like you know, was he like six one two, two ten-ish? Like yeah. he's well built. And had the awesome catch at the end that went he viral. Has great for body, players. great body control. Yeah, he's a, he's a good football player. I think. Yeah, that's that's he's gonna be an interesting one to watch. Are your is your big board based off who goes viral for us? Oh, absolutely. That's why Jameis Winston and Andy Andy Dalton is number one because they went viral for your for you. Thank you. Um, um, the, the, we got embraced by Duke's nation. So I'm just, I'll pump up whatever Jamie prospect now. Respect. Dude, get, get them to a bowl game, by the way. Sorry. No, I, I choose too. I juice as well.
0: Oh, okay. Yeah, okay. of course. Juice Small school guy, who caught your eye. I put two match players. We're watching the final Maxion games right now. Um, obviously we always put Ohio receiver Sam week last <laughs> year who had 80 yards in touchdown against ball state. Um, but my real pick, Jose Ramirez, the Eastern Michigan edge rusher who's headed to the East-West Shrine game. Kent State could not block this guy uh, last, what was it, Wednesday. Uh, three TFLs and a sack. Just a really fun football player who I think is going to
1: make some fans in uh, Vegas. I, I put Spears here, could I Prince here. Sean Tyler was a stud. I had him earlier. Um, also, I, I thought I thought I know you've uh, you've not been the biggest fan. I did think Thomas and Coom had a really strong game in the snow too.
0: Yeah, he did. He S- did. Sack
1: a couple TFLs. Looked, looked good. I mean, I'm I don't know where the hype is or anything on him, but I just uh, I liked him. I thought he looked
0: good. All right, let's get to it. The final regular season picks of the year are uh, week thirteen picks. I went two and three last week. I'm taking the Oregon win. By the way.
1: Oh, you took the Oregon win. Yeah, take it. Okay, okay, I went three and two then. Okay, cool. You fine with that? I mean, I needed it, but
0: the, the 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 Oregon line switched so much. Yeah, I'm not gonna take a push on that. I'm sorry. No, I respect that. Okay, I I'm taking the win too. I'm thirty twenty eight and two on the season. Ooh, it's got you. You're, you're
1: so hot at the uh, start. I I know, I know. And then I started giving my picks out, and obviously <laughs> don't I don't it. do that. Make them listen <laughs> to the show if they want them. Uh, I'm twenty six thirty two and two. So um, yeah, not great. Alright, it's Thanksgiving weekend. I'm gonna
0: start on Black Friday, 12 p.m. ABC. Yeah.
1: You here with me? Yeah, I'll come along. I'll come along. It's a tough one, though.
0: My Tulane Green Wave, number 19 in the country, taking on your Cincinnati Bearcats, number 24. Winner hosts the AAC Championship the following weekend. For all of the them. Like that, that's beautiful i've been talking up ty j spears yeah i uh michael pratt's the most underrated quarterback in the country he kind of is right uh, he, he actually is dorian williams is an nfl player yeah. darius hodges is uh, a stat stuffing defensive monster I, i'm taking the green wave i'm riding the fucking green wave a bearcat would drown in a green wave Fuck,
1: you got him there
0: cincinnati's good I don't think, they're obviously, they've lost all like the marquee, marquee talent. Um, I feel like Ben Bryant is prone to make a mistake. Yeah. Um, The the biggest concern for me is those Cincinnati, those undersized Cincinnati receivers getting behind the two-lane defense. But the reason Tulane lost to UCF is because two-lane offense doesn't win shootouts. Cincinnati's not going to not gonna provide a shootout, trust me. This is going to be a defensive battle. I, I ride Tulane on that.
1: So what do you got to look at? Who, who's hungrier to have the home game? I I do think Tulane gets, the, if they want the home game, bring game day down there like they deserve. But for the principle of it and catching up to you, I'm going to take the Bearcats. I'm going to just pick opposite. <laughs> okay. <cool. laughs> um, a tough one, though. Like, I, I legit, I think this could go
0: but, By the way, I don't think I said it. it's It's a, it's a two-point spread. Yep.
1: Uh, Bearcats are two-point favorites. Yeah, I, yeah, I'm not sure if you did.
0: I'll, I'll take the cats to cover the two. Uh, I'm sticking on Black Friday again. 330, ABC. All right. Just watch ABC all, all day. NC State at number 17 UNC. Big rivalry game. Uh, Tar Heels, six-point favorites. Obviously, had that horrendous loss to Georgia Tech. Yep. I think the pressure got to them. But because they lost that game, they will now win this game easily. Um, now that it doesn't matter, uh, Drake may big bounce back. NC State has found something, I think, in freshman quarterback MJ Morris. But yeah, I think so they've too. been they they've been one of the most inconsistent teams this year. Uh, I think North Carolina is just going to outpace them, and in North Carolina wins this, it's going to be a shootout because most games with North Carolina are a shootout, except for when they play Georgia Tech for some reason. <laughs> And, and, and I just don't think NC State can keep up with that Tar Heel pace. Josh Downs going for 152 scores.
1: Yeah, I'm sticking with the heels too here to cover the six. Um, they seem so overrated overall. Like, why is Louisville in the in the playoff ranking? I don't know. Um, <laughs> Wait, are they? I mean, they're they're number 25. Five? They're number 25. Were Were we
0: firing Scott Satterfield like
1: <laughs> not, several different n- times? Not this now. He's going to say, "Shout out the playoffs." Uh, <laughs> <laughs> give, give me the heels. give me the heels. I yeah, I don't. It's so overrated this year. Anyways, heels, let's go.
0: Okay, my next game's the game. Yeah. Noon, Fox. The only fucking game that matters this year. The only game that matters every year. Why play the championship when you've got the game? Number three, Michigan. At number two, Ohio State. Buckeyes seeking revenge. It's supposed to rain in Columbus. I don't like that. Uh, Buckeyes are seven and a half point favorites at home.
1: Yeah, Michigan wins. Easy. It's easy. No doubt. You're not going to play your cards safe? You? No, I'm not playing nothing. Illinois was a smart pick. I knew it. They matched up well with Michigan. Like you talked about, the battle in trenches. Ohio State's going to get ruined Rem- in the trenches by Michigan. Rem-
0: reminder, prior to last year, Michigan hadn't beaten the Buckeyes since 2011. All that matters
1: is this year and last year. <laughs> and, Ohio State hasn't beat Michigan this decade.
0: Since 2000, Michigan has
1: only beat Ohio State four times. You know what's? You know Ohio State's in a bad place when they're afraid of a little bit of rain. Remember what conference you're in, all right? Remember you're in the Big Ten country, same as SEC. Well,
0: removing our fandom for one second. <laughs> yeah.
1: Yeah.
0: Uh, This is also a great, obviously a great, great prospects game. Um, specifically seeing that Michigan defensive line against Ohio State offensive line. Uh, also seeing that Michigan offensive line against this Michigan or Ohio State defensive line. Uh, seeing C.J.
1: Stroud and the pass catchers against a susceptible Michigan defensive (sighs) back. Not even. Um. Uh. I want both teams to be healthy. It sucks so much that they're getting banged up. Realistically, if Corum doesn't go, that's that's a hard pull for Michigan. You saw how bad that that offense was when it went out. Um, go looking ahead. You know, JJ McCarthy's got to step up. He hasn't really this year. He needs to step up big time. Um, Stroud, you know, Stroud again. Like, I think I think what's the premier matchup here? The, the, the Ohio State tackles against the Michigan pass rush.
0: I, yeah, I hope Mike yeah, Morris is he's, back. Go ahead. Sorry. A, yeah. I was gonna say specifically, Mike Morris needs to show up against DeJuan Jones yeah. and uh, o- Paris Johnson.
1: O- yeah, oki has gotta have another. You know, uh, he he keeps glimpsing, but he's gotta have that like you know really strong performance. Mazzie Smith's gotta come back. You know what? I think Massey Smith's the key because the interior, like those ta- Ohio
0: State tackles, are yeah. both top 100 picks. yep the the guards specifically are are I think kind of the biggest hole on this offense. If Mazzie Smith can can kind of control those guys, create some pass rush. Maryland was moving those guys a little bit. Um, I think that'll be a huge difference-making spot.
1: It's all going to come down to whether you know Stroud is Stroud or or he's Windy Day Stroud. I think really right. Like if if Ohashi can run the ball, then then the game can get away. But I think the Michigan uh, run D is gonna is gonna show up. Um, I and. It's just going to be if Stroud hits the guys, you know? Like, that's, that's what it is. Marvin Harrison Jr. is going to be a mismatch, like he always is. Uh, that's always going to be worrying. And and Michigan struggled against these bigger jump ball type of receivers. So, that's I think that's what you're going to see early, them just trying to take their shots, as they always do. Um I know you were taking Michigan plus the points because you just want a great game. You, no, you, you say Ohio, Ohio State is, minus seven and a half. No, yeah, that's a terrible pick. Michigan. It, I take I take the spread for Ohio State no matter what it was. <laughs> I know you're cheering for the cover though, so it's okay. Um, but uh, come on, give it. It's a great game. Loser, loser makes the playoffs. That's my that's my pick. Michigan wins though.
0: Okay. Three thirty ABC. The for, the game formerly known as the Civil War. Number nine, Oregon at number 21, Oregon State.
1: You got this? Oregon's minus three, and that feels a little s- stinky. Like, like, uh, I feel like this is a trick. This is
0: a trap game for Oregon. I feel like I couldn't pick this. couldn't not pick this game because Oregon State's ranked. Agreed. But I, I like, feel so uncertain because, one, it's hard to win in Corvallis. Yes. Ask USC. Two, it's even harder to cover in Corvallis. I know. Three... Oregon's been up and down. They they beat Utah, and they beat Utah the way they needed to by out toughing toughening them. But that was after uh, the loss the week before. Bo Nix is banged up. Yeah. But at the same time, do I really think Oregon State can generate enough offense?
1: I brought Oregon down, but wherever you go, I'm going to go opposite. I did too.
0: That, fuck. Okay, well, I'll, I'll go to the Ducks because I know
1: you – Deep down, do you want to pick. The oh, Beavers? I do. I'm a, I'm a you know, I'm a, I am bleed orange, Rob. I'm a part of Beaver Nation. Um, this would be such a statement win for Jonathan. Sparr. It really would. I it's like in reality, it's like Oregon should cover, they, they really should. Um, yes, but the fact that it's a rivalry game, it's in Corvallis, yeah, the spread's only three, and, uh, that makes me think that Vegas now something and that, that the, be- the Beavers are going to pull out the win,
0: okay? But had I picked the the Beaves, you would have said all that for the Ducks?
1: No, I still I, I still believe that, but I would have said the Ducks are just going to – they're too good to lose.
0: Okay. <laughs> uh, finally, finally, I'm assuming you got this too. 730 ABC, number 15, Notre Dame at number 6 USC. The uh, the clash of the white-collar programs.
1: <laughs> yeah. Um, I feel like the walls are going to come Tro- tumbling down for the Pac-12 at some point.
0: Trojans, five-point favorites. Yeah. Uh, the, the thing is, though, like, Notre Dame lost... Like, Marcus Freeman's got this thing going the right way now. They're 8-3. Notre Dame should not be ranked 15. They lost to Marshall. Yeah, they shouldn't.
1: They shouldn't. Um,
0: and Stanford. Tanner McKee beat this team. Uh, <laughs> not- the other thing, too, is they have no offense with Drew Pine. Like, they lean on, on that run game. And USC's defense isn't that great. They, they're so they rely so heavily on turnovers. Yeah. But at the same time, like, I don't, I, I, I love Marks from, I think Notre Dame's defense is quite good. Kill Williams-Heisman game coming. Yeah. I, I'm taking USC. USC overcame UCLA. To me, that was the bigger game for them. Definitely. Now, this could be a letdown because body blows add up, but. And Notre Dame's a know. body blow
1: team right now. Yeah. Um, yeah, no, the, uh, USC's just too talented. And again, like you said, Nord- <laughs> Notre Dame lost to Marshall at home this year. Like, Caleb Williams is the best player on the field, there's no doubt. I, I think, like, F- Isaiah Foskey would have to, like, you know, go on a whole nother level and just put out, like, a, a-, a huge performance to- against this USC uh, front. Um, but I think on the flip side, Thule and, and company are-, are enough to just neutralize this Notre Dame non-offense. Uh, five and a half feels like kind of free money. I'll say it. I'll say it. Okay,
0: I like, I like that. I like where your head's at. Probably I'm probably going to go 0-5 this week, probably. I'll win it all back during bowl season. It's the only thing that matters, baby. The only thing that matters is the game. Go Bucks. Bucks by 100. Go
1: Blue. Blue by a billion. Look around. You can find cars like these on Auto Trader. New cars, used cars, electric cars, maybe even flying cars. Okay, no flying cars, but as soon as they get invented...